Welcome to Simplified Marketing for Small Business Owners. I'm your host, Krista Fabrick. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's episode is an interview I did on Facebook Live with John Esperian. John is a business-to-business technical copywriter by day and a LinkedIn superstar by night. I hope you will tune in as we talk all about LinkedIn and how you can use it to build your personal brand and help your business. All right, we are live. (laughs) So, hi, John. Thank you so much for being here on this interview today. Um, and I know that it's getting late in your day, right? Is it is it five thirty there? Yes, it is five thirty p.m. here. And yeah. thanks for having me on the show, Krista. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I know you're going to bring some value, and even if people can't hop on live, the replay will be available here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be um, a valuable of resource later on. And I will be uh, taking all your recording and having it on my podcast as well. So. We're going to, people are going to be able to hear your value on all kinds of places. <laughs> okay, excellent. Sounds good. Uh, so to get started, um, I don't know that most of the people in this group know you. They're kind of outside of the circle of uh, the mutual connections you and I share. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your business, kind of your how you, you're a copywriter and how you became such a LinkedIn superstar? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'm John Aspirian. I have been a technical copywriter independently working from home for the last 11 years. Before then, uh, I was a software and a hardware tester, so kind of a tech okay. geek. Um, yes. But I set up for myself and I've been writing website copy case studies, blog posts, and that sort of thing that explains how products and services and processes work. So I've been doing that for just over a decade. And um, about five years into my business, I decided that I should really use some social media to try and promote myself. And I didn't didn't very didn't get very good results at all from social media. And it was only uh, a few years ago that I decided to narrow things down and focus on just one platform. And that's when I got into LinkedIn because my clients work in B2B. People hang out on LinkedIn who work in B2B. You know, they're the decision makers of the world. And I thought if I focus on this platform, learn how it works and explain to others what I'm learning as I go along the way, um, maybe I can get some business from this thing. And that was three years ago and uh, not very much happened when I started, but now three years <laughs> later, um, yes, I am getting leads. I am getting known and I am earning more money because of my presence on LinkedIn. So that's that's where I've got to now. That's wonderful. And you, you were definitely ahead of the curve because it was early 2018 that everybody that I know that knows anything about LinkedIn was getting into the space and getting more active there. So you were about a year ahead of the curve, but that's probably part of why you've done so well. You really were able to learn. Yeah, there's an important thing here is that um, you need to you need to be consistent with these things. You you know, success doesn't happen overnight. So in the first nine months or so of me being consistent and learning about LinkedIn and posting regularly on on LinkedIn, um, nothing happened, <laughs> and it yeah. would e- would have been very easy for me to say, okay, this isn't working either, let's just give up. But yep. I found from researching content marketing that everyone who's had any success uh, has a really clear vision of what they want to achieve, what questions they want to answer, who their brand, what their brand is, but also they, they just know that you've got to stick at it for long enough to be noticed. And so... Right. Um, 
I pushed through those barren periods where no one was commenting, no one was liking, no one seemed to care yeah. that I existed or didn't exist. Um, yep. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I am now. I, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't done that. I certainly wouldn't be hanging yep. around on LinkedIn. But that, that's uh, one of the key bits of advice I give to people who come to me and say, how can I get your levels of engagement? And I'll tell them, you know, do these right things, but then come back to me in a, in a year or two years or maybe even maybe even three years. Yeah. And then it will start working for you. And people don't want to hear that. But that's often yes. that's often actually what they need to do is stick at it. And I, I do love that you you jumped right into that, because that is something that a lot of people, they go, they try for a couple of weeks, a month, maybe yeah. two. And they go, oh, it didn't work. I give up. And I'm like, yeah. no, no. Like yeah. you said, I've, I've read a lot of books and I've done a lot of research on all the people who have been successful with content marketing and um, building a business on social media. And and they it, they all say it's about 18 months, really, before you get success, true success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you can apply this to other things, can't you? I mean, if you want the perfect body, you're yeah, not going to go to the gym three exactly. times and go, where's my biceps? Exactly. You know, if you want to be a grandmaster at piano or whatever, you're not going to just slam the keyboard a few times and say why can't i play beethoven it doesn't right. work like that right so right. you need time you need exposure people need to see you and uh, yeah, yeah there's no shortcuts for this there's no there's no magic bullet that i can give your audience to, to kind of jump yeah. to those levels it just but, doesn't work but realistic expectations is great and i love how you compared it to some of those real life situations so yeah. and i see hi vicky vicky's joined us and she said hey. challenge it's a challenge to hang in there for that long, but most people shouldn't rely on just that as a form of generating business, right? So that's true. That's true. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all need many strings to our bow. And I suppose if you were just relying solely on social media, well, yeah, hey, what, what, if, what if the social media platform changes its rules tomorrow? Then what are you exactly. going to do? How are you going to exactly. feed your kids? Um, so it's it's one string to the boat, definitely. You yeah. know, you, you yeah. need your own space, for example. Ideally, you need a, a place that you can control, which might be your website uh, right. or an email list where you, you're in charge of what communication happens and how yeah. people find you and how you, you know, how you put that stuff out. Um, and other people do cold calls, they do in-person networking right. meetings, there's all sorts of ways. But for me, social media is great. Um, I like it's chatting a, to people piece, online. Yeah, it's a, and it's a piece of the, it's a piece of the pie, right? It's yeah, not the yeah, whole pie yeah. <laughs> for your, your, but yeah, social media is great for connecting as well. Obviously, as Vicky is the reason you and I have even connected. <laughs> so that's all thanks to social media. But um, so before we discourage our small business owners too far, can you give them your two cents as to why they should take this time to build a presence on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think LinkedIn gives us better organic reach than we get on other social platforms. Absolutely. So if you look at something like Facebook, which obviously has many more users, but it's so difficult to get exposure there unless you're willing to pay to play, which I'm not. I, I will not use yep. adverts at all. And yep. so... Um, the best place for organic reach where you can post something and it reach real people without you paying to boost it the best place for that is is linkedin yeah. um it's got better levels of conversation because people feel as though they're in work mode and so yeah. things like personal prejudices you know the slams that you get on twitter replies and stuff yeah. you don't tend to see that as much on linkedin i think i mean i agree People can be stupid everywhere, really, but it's much <laughs> less likely to happen on LinkedIn because 
uh, you know, there's there's very few anonymous accounts. You know, it's it's yeah. everything is assigned to a real person. Um, right. And also, I found in my three years of being really active on LinkedIn that people are more apt to do business here. You know, people are yeah. in work mode already. And yeah. for my own stats, I found that the clients who come to me from LinkedIn are willing to pay up to thirty percent more than those clients who come to me through Google. Wow. So people people on Google often are th thinking price mindset, right. whereas on on LinkedIn it's more authority mindset. If you prove right. that you you've got the skills, you can back it up. You've got the recommendations, accreditations. You're putting out yeah. great content. People can see you've got lots of followers, lots of engagement. They'll yeah. say, "I want that guy." Yeah, and and they'll be willing to pay just that bit more to get that guy instead of hey, let's just Google search for logo designers in the local area. It, it's not yeah. the same kind of mindset. So, um, those are three three major reasons why LinkedIn works well for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all those. Mm. Um, and then it's interesting. Oh, Vicky said that uh, generating leads. A lot of people on LinkedIn say they don't do any cold calling, but at some point they likely did, which is very true. <laughs> Yeah, well, a lot of people start that way because you can't expect people to come to you from day one. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I did a I did my own kind of outreach on LinkedIn. I went after um, people in the, the right um, role to make a buying decision to hire someone like me. So, for example, for me, it might be something like a, a technical officer at a software startup or you know, a chief marketing officer. And I would go and find, look up those people because you can search by job title yep. and you can narrow by location. And then you can look at each person and see their feed to see whether they're active. You know, if, are yeah. they posting and commenting? Because if they are, that's a brilliant way of getting on their radar instead of just going cold into their inbox and saying, oh, hey, connect yes. with me. You've <laughs> never heard of me before. Much better that's to warm them up in public if you can yeah. and then later go, hey, we, we chatted about so-and-so, let's connect. And maybe that, that could lead to an amazing business relationship. You don't need many of them to sustain you as an independent business owner. So yeah. Right. So now I understand that, um, you know, LinkedIn, uh, as a business owner, can be a great way to build your personal brand. Because a lot of the small businesses that um, are in this group and that I know that follow me on other platforms, they're actually consumer-facing. So they're not necessarily looking for... Um, like one-on-one -on -one customers on LinkedIn, but I think yeah. there is still value for them to be on LinkedIn. What What do you think? Yeah, I think business to business and business to consumer can can both work equally well. I've seen people who are selling products directly, um, yeah. and they they get business because they show up regularly. They put out behind the scenes content. They answer questions. They're not salesy. All of these yeah. things apply to both. Uh, groups, if you like, right? You know, well, like um, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's it's just a anyone can sell any product or service in yeah. this place. I'm certain of that. Right. Um, it, it just comes down to knowing your audience well enough to understand what kind of content they want to try and right. grab their attention, and then right. do the one thing that a lot of people don't put the effort into, which is get involved in the public conversations. So that's yeah. comments on posts. And also the private conversations, that's the DMs once you've made a connection with someone. And right. that, that's the side of things I, I 
I kind of I struggle to to demonstrate that to people because by right. their very nature they're private. But essentially, right. I try to take as many as much sales out of my process as possible. Yeah. Just talk to people. You know, yep. read read their profile and see what commonality you have and see how you can start a conversation with them. So I start conversations in, in lots of different ways. So for example, one of the most important things for me to get right in my LinkedIn profile is my headline. Okay, I thought long and hard about it, and it's the one piece of text, apart from your name, which you can't change, it's right. the one piece of text that follows you around every part of LinkedIn. Yep. And so getting your headline right is, is absolutely critical. And a lot of people will just say, uh, CEO and then the company name or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And that, yep. that doesn't tell me anything, not really. It, it might yeah. give me an idea of how much you earn possibly, but it doesn't really tell me anything about you or what, what value you're putting into the world. So yeah. I suggest that people try and create a headline that is what I call interesting, informative and intriguing, right? Yep. So it's three parts and you, where you, you you put your kind of brand statement out, you add some keywords to help people find you if they're searching LinkedIn, so it's kind of SEO optimized, and then you intrigue people at the end with a little a little sting, something right. that's just a bit different. And it for me, my my sting, my my um, my intriguing bit is what I call a uh, bravery badge, and mine is not a douche canoe, and that <laughs> relates to a chapter of the a book that I'm writing at the moment, yeah. um, and that kind of thing. It might seem really silly, but it's amazing how many conversations that starts when people I'm say, "Oh, sure. I found that funny," I'm or sure. "What does that mean?" or "Does that mean what I think it means?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're in a conversation with someone. Yeah, and yeah. the more you can do that the more you'll have a chance of being remembered, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I do that. And, for example, on my profile, um, I've got a secret word. So I'll say, if you've read my profile, you've read this secret word, when you connect with me, mention that secret word, please, because ah. that tells me that tells exactly. me that you've bothered to read it. And the people yeah. who bother to read my stuff, I know I'm more likely to do business with them or more likely to get referrals from them. They're not just the people who sit there and go, hey, I need 100 connections today. Let's go connect, connect, connect. I don't yeah. care about people so much. Right. I want to have real enriching conversations. And so things like that can also start a conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, one other one other thing I do is when I connect with someone, if I if I get the impression that someone is um, likely to respond, or if they've responded to a quick hello by DM, um, I'll send them a a, a video, you know, yes. a, a, a quick sort of thirty second introduction. I received one to of me. those, and I was yeah. I loved it. That was it made me that that made me want to engage even yeah. more with you for sure. That, that kind of thing, right? That took me maybe half an hour to make. Okay, I created yeah. a video on my phone. I got the captions made. I uploaded it to Vimeo. It all looks nice, yeah. and I've got a link, and I can just share that thing. Yep. So it took me about half an hour. But I've sent yeah. that to hundreds of people now. And yep. so many conversations have led from it. And yep. some people will more, be more likely to remember me Absolutely. and think, oh, yeah, that was that guy who sent me the video who does the copywriting thing. Yeah. I need that. Maybe he'll be able to help. So yep. just even though I'm a writer, just having your face on camera like we're doing now is such a yeah. great way of 
showing a bit of personality, showing that yeah. you're not a complete ass, you know. And <laughs> so people will hopefully yeah. remember you and maybe maybe want to approach you in the future. And it's it's these tiny marginal things, conversation yeah. starters that yep. that make all the difference for me. I think. Yeah, and our you know the research has shown that that our brains don't know the difference of watching a video like this or meeting somebody in real life. And so when yeah. they see that that video, they feel like they've actually met you. And, um, you know, yeah, I think I think that's that's particularly true if it's a live video as well or something yeah. that's definitely unrehearsed because yeah. it's very easy to pr produce a really polished thing and it's not the real person. But like right. this, yeah, uh, you know, it There's would no be hard for us to <laughs> exactly. It would be hard for us to make this up. But the way we, even just the way we move our hands or whatever, it's yeah. um, it's natural. It's real. And and maybe you won't like us, and that's fine. But yeah. <laughs> other other people in the room will, and that's really great. That's what you want right. to get to. So Vicky has she wanted to know um, how many people have actually normally include the secret word when they message you. <laughs> it's it's not a whole lot to be honest. I would say yeah. maybe maybe ten to twenty percent of the people who are connecting these days, which is better than it used to be. So it's yeah. okay. But yeah. even if one person does it, I know that I've got a chance to start a conversation. So it's a useful yeah. thing to try. And I recommend mm -hmm. everyone tries to do something like that because um, yeah. if you can make your profile fun, a little bit fun in some way, then the people are more likely to get through it and remember it. And that's the important thing. Yeah. And Vicky also was commenting that it was, uh, she didn't realize you spent 30 minutes on that one video and, and she thought that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's one of, it's the kind of thing I've done before. So I've actually updated it a couple of times because I did it yeah. recently because I've got a preview of my book behind me and I, and I wanted to put that in the shot. So I did my video again a few months ago. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't take too long and it doesn't have to be super polished. That's the thing, you know, if, right. if it were, I think people would think, oh, he's a slimy sales guy or whatever. If it's just me, <laughs> talking yeah. for 30 seconds done you know i'll see you out yeah. in the wilds of linkedin kind of thing that's it yeah that's all it takes and so i was checking because uh uh we're using Streamyard, and Streamyard only shows the comments in the Streamyard broadcast video if somebody mm -hmm. has given them approval for their name so i was double checking the facebook group because okay. last time some people didn't do that but we're good <laughs> okay um and then i want to go back real quick to the the, the b2c businesses because I really do have a lot of those in this group um, and uh, Vicky has shared an example and it made me think of she said the good crisp company founder um, yeah. Matt Perry um, yeah. is a b2c company and he connects with potential partners interested in distributing their healthy chips so that yeah. was an interesting way to look at it I also think about like for example I have a nutrition coach in the group well all those people on LinkedIn they need healthy nutrition right so even yeah. if he's building his personal brand he could find other business owners that need nutrition coaching. Um, you know, I have somebody who, um, a couple that owns a car, mobile dent repair. Guess what? Mm -hmm. All those people that have, you know, those jobs, they probably own cars. Yeah. Um, so whatever Definitely. your B2C business is, you, yeah, building that brand on there, you could find partners for distribution, partners for affiliate marketing, or you could actually find those consumers right there on LinkedIn because yeah. all those people that are business people are also consumers. Yeah, that's right. And there's so many content ideas. So, for example, if you were if you, if it was a healthy living business, right, and right. You're, you're some kind of body coach, let's say, well, yeah. the obvious thing is to do, hey, I'm going to show you how to do so and so exercise. Right. But you might also make, be able to make content that's related to that kind of thing, but it's yeah. just a general lifestyle thing for the kind of person who would like a personal coach. So right. it might be something about recipes it might be something about 
you know, rock climbing. It's the, it's the kind of lifestyle that you're aiming at. And, yeah. and by, by doing content that isn't directly related to the business, you can't possibly be salesy, right? Yeah. Because yep. it's, it's slightly different. And yet yeah. it's, it feels as though this person is in the right space for me. They're doing all of the things I'm interested in. I want to yep. buy, I want to trust them and buy from them. So with B2C, I think it's pro probably even easier in that respect. Yeah. If, if you can yeah. have that bigger picture of what life am I trying to sell people and then just do that yes. thing. Yes, I love that. Hmm. Um, and so now that we've hopefully convinced them to try getting more active on LinkedIn, for those hmm. that either don't have a presence at all or they have you know the profile but just haven't been commenting or posting how, how should they get yeah. started i think i think the most important thing to do is to make sure that you've got an optimized headline and an yeah. about statement those are the two most important bits of text i think on your profile so the pro the uh, the headline as i mentioned before is the thing that follows you around everywhere so if if you've got keywords that are relevant to your business, you have to try and work them into that those 120 characters that you've got. But also your about statement is, uh, it's, it's not just a CV item, really. It's, right. your, it's your personal way of saying who you are, what you do, what value you bring, who should care about you, and ideally, something about what kind of results you can generate if it's a if it's a service business uh, right. and a way to get in touch and often i i see the about statement is either missing altogether or it just <laughs> reads like it just reads like a cv you know hey yeah. i studied here blah, blah, blah. no one really cares about that kind of thing right they can read down below if they want to know yes. that and and because of the way that the thing is laid out, you've only got th the first three lines that they see before they have to click to see more. So if yeah. you start with some kind of rambling thing that doesn't really get to the point, people yep. won't bother. So it's really important to get the first three lines of your about statement uh, yeah. interesting enough to click for people to click and see more. And and so what I recommend my clients to do when I do LinkedIn profile consultations, I suggest that you get in there what value you're providing and to whom and one method one main method for getting in touch so that even uh, if people don't scroll down the page if they don't connect with you they still have an email address or an instagram account or a telephone number some okay. main way of getting in touch so right. that they can take the the relationship offline yeah. so getting the headline right and that the about statement but particularly the first part of the about statement right is really yeah. really important um in terms of uh, your profile, I always say that your content tells, but your profile sells. So if you want to actually get people over the line to buy from you, you've got to fill in every part of your profile as best you can and maximize things like having the right skills listed, having recommendations. So many people lack those things. You know, they'll say, we've been serving customers for 10 years or whatever, and they've got like three recommendations. Yeah. That that kind of thing is, is not going to help you in searches because if someone is searching for an identical person to you, but that identical person has got 50 recommendations, mm -hmm. they're going to appear higher up in the search results. Right. So every time you complete a client job, you know, if you're selling a product or you're providing a service, I recommend getting hold of your recommendation URL and sending it to uh, your clients yeah. and saying, hey, if you like my work, just please leave me two sentences or yep. paragraph here. And once they've done that, the great thing about LinkedIn recommendations is that because the other person has to provide them, you can't write them yourself. Right. 
that 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 makes them valuable right someone yeah, else has to have given them so what, what i do is i get hold of my recommendation url and i might put it in my invoice uh email to people oh, yeah go. so so they'll uh, standard line if you liked working together please leave me a couple of sentences here um, yeah. and then once they've done that then that text is ready for me to copy and put on my website so i ask for their permission and say hey you've already written this is it okay if i take your photo from your linkedin profile and your very kind text and put it on my website too and that way they don't have to do anything they'll just go yeah that's fine yeah. and then you yeah. do the effort whereas yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people say hey it would be great if you could write a testimonial for me and they've done yeah. that and then you say oh could you put it on linkedin as well and then they've got something else to yeah. do so if you start with linkedin and yep. then move your recommendation over to your website you kind of you covered both bases and they haven't had to do very much so uh, yeah. that that kind of thing is really really useful as well um if you can make sure that your contact details are filled out so there's a contact panel that very often is not complete so if i really want to work, look up your telephone number or look up your website address or look up your twitter handle or you know see anything else about you i want to be able to see all of that information in there yeah. These are basic things, you know, very basic things, but ev almost every consultation I do, something there is missing. So it's yeah. really easy stuff to get right. Uh, yeah. One other good tip that I recommend is that um, once you've got your headline right, um, you should be using keywords that are relevant to your business. Some of those keywords should also be listed as your top three skills. And the reason being uh, is that if yeah. you have... If you have an exact match for one of your top three skills and something in your headline, then searches for that thing will appear higher up in search results again. So, okay. so if I've got, so the obvious one for me would be copywriter. So I need to have copywriter not only in my headline, not only in my about section, but I also need to have copywriting yeah. as a skill. Uh, okay. one of the top three featured skills so if you can get all of those things filled out on your profile that will help you be more saleable and more findable and and even if you don't create content that's a good place to be yeah if you really want to push it further you want to get into creating content as well so yeah I say that there are always like sort of three groups of people there are the the vast majority which are the lurkers I also call them consumers <laughs> right yeah. so they just watch they don't yep. do anything. They just watch, just watch, just watch. Sometimes they'll buy, and then you'll and they'll say, "Hey, I've been following you for eighteen months," and you say, well, yeah. "Who the hell are you?" Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so that that's the biggest group of people, and they're always yep. there, and they're always watching. You just don't get to hear from them until yep. they're ready to buy from you. And then the middle group is the contributors, which are the people who will comment, support others, you know, say good things about them offline, but they never actually make anything themselves. Yeah. And then the final, the smallest group is the creators. And they're the, yeah. they're the Da Vinci on the, on the gallery wall. You know, they're, yeah. they're the ones who actually get all the glory. So yeah. if you can fast track yourself from being just someone who watches all the time, because no one cares about the watchers, right? No one right. cares about people looking at the painting in the gallery. They can they care about the painting. Right. Um, if you can be the painting, which means being a creator, um, that is the best way to, to stand out, but also uh, not not just the painter, but also be the contributor as well. So if you could help other people with their content, I recommend a ratio of five to one commenting to posting, right? So if yeah. you create 
let's say you create three posts in a week. I want to see you comment at least 15 times yeah. on other people's stuff because yeah. there's a kind of reciprocation that goes on and uh, people will want to support you if you try and support them first. And I do that loads. I, I, I go out yeah. and comment on lots of different people's stuff. And that yeah. means they want they want to pay back the favor and they want to support me and therefore my content uh, tends to fly because I've got lots of those people in my network right. who are happy to support me as well. Yeah, yeah, that's you know people I call you know the post and ghost right they post yeah. and they just leave the platform and don't engage at all and so that's that. I that's I used to do that. Yeah. I used to do that. I, I used yeah. to, before 2017, I did that. I, I scheduled yeah. posts and let, yeah. let them go. And then yeah. what a surprise, they'd get one or two comments, maybe if I was lucky. Whereas yeah. now I post manually, and yes, it does take a little bit more time that way. But when you post content, you're starting a conversation. So you need to stick around, be part of that conversation, and be yeah. the, like the chairperson of the yeah. conversation, keep it going. And that way... People will say, right, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's listening to us. He's giving us something interesting to talk about. It's like a campfire, yeah. you know, that they, they, those people want to be there. So, uh, yes, yeah. it takes more effort, but it, it produces fantastic results, and you don't have to pay <laughs> to, to, to yeah. reach all those people. Right, right. It's like you said, like we started the whole conversation off with is this, you know, it takes some time, but what if you do all of this consistently, it really will pay off. Yeah. In, in having a great network and engaged community, you know, people who actually want to help you out, who want to maybe, you know, obviously, hopefully the end goal is to buy from you as well. Um, but it takes that, all that consistent time and, and actually talking to people. Like, pretend like it's real life. You can't go to a networking event or to a mm -hmm. conference and expect to make good connections without actually talking to people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that is the secret to everything. Um, and on yeah. top of that, the, the, the one thing I would add, and again, this comes back to what I'm writing about in the book, is that you need to have a few recognizable brand values that you stand for. So mm -hmm. instead of just kind of jumping around and trying to talk about what's cool or, or you know, this is hip right now, let's talk about that. What you really want is to have four or five core elements to your brand and make sure that they just come out every single time you, you post something. Because, yep. And that includes being on your website, the way you deal with people in emails, the way you answer your phone, just the four or five things that always come out. Um, yeah. And if you do that over long enough time, people will just remember the shape that you're making on the world. Um, yeah. And some people might hate that, but there will be a small proportion of people who go, "Yeah, that's that is my guy." You know, I know yeah. I always know what I'm going to get from him, and I like it. Yep. And yep. That, that, that's what you want to try and aim for. I love that. Yeah, so many people try to hop on whatever's current trends, which is important yeah. to talk about those as well. But there has to be that foundation underneath of what are you really, what are you really about? Yeah, exactly. Because if it's not clear, you, you're going to go. Do I know? Do I know this person? Do, do I know how they would react to so and so? Um, how how can I trust that you know they're not just going to go and talk about whatever's new and and that's it? And I don't really know anything about them. So you have to stand for something, and you have to bring yeah. that out in the way you write your content, do your videos, and your podcast, and whatever. Yes. So you know our time is coming to an end here, but I want to ask if you. Other than yourself, because obviously your content on LinkedIn is an amazing resource and, you. uh, and you're working on a, a book, it's, it sounds like. Other than yourself, what is one resource, that, uh, either a podcast or a YouTube channel or just somebody to follow that you recommend to people to help with learning about LinkedIn? 
Wow. Well, well, I tell you what, one great podcast to listen to is called the Marketing Book Podcast. And I learn okay. something from that every single week. So so the host reads a book and then he interviews the author each week. Oh, so that. even if you don't have time to read the book yourself, that author shares so much good stuff from that book that you, yeah. you feel as though you have read it and you've got some great idea to go away and try. And so yeah. that you know that that sometimes does go down the LinkedIn route, but very often it's more general about sales or marketing or business or how you deal with you know conflict or all sorts of stuff. So the marketing book book podcast has, has taught me so much. Um, that that would be probably my top recommendation. That's awesome. Thank you. I have not heard of that, and I have listened to a lot of podcasts, so I'm excited to check that one out. That sounds okay. really great. Cool. It uh, is. And then, and then, last but not least, how, how I think I know the answer here, but just what's the best way for people to find you connect with you learn more about you other, other obviously linkedin right <laughs> yeah, linkedin and my website are the two best places i've got a very unusual surname so if you search for esperian you will yeah. find me pretty much the only one so uh, yeah. Yeah, all means if you want to connect on linkedin that's great please say something when you do i don't yeah. like even generic yeah, say hey i saw you on that facebook live interview right <laughs> I saw you Krista. let's chat that's good with yeah. me yeah and then um, your website, um, I know I've been to it, but what's the URL for your website? So that one is also my surname, esperian.co.uk. So it's a British okay. website. And that is going to be changing, actually. I'm, I've been rebranding it, so it'll be changing probably in the next few weeks. Um, okay. Hopefully it'll look nice and shiny for you all. Very exciting, rebranding. Well, I'm looking forward to kind of following the changes coming up in your business there. And, wow, thank you. You know, I think I've, I told you before, but, I mean, I – teach LinkedIn to college students all the time and I have taught it to um, college professors and other entrepreneurs and so I have a few that's why I was curious taking some notes I loved your LinkedIn headline the interesting informative intriguing that's a great approach to it so I'm going to be borrowing some of your uh, your tips that I learned today because I know a lot but you you definitely have put it into practice and, and learned a ton there so thank you so um, much that's very yeah. kind thank you thank you so much to all of your um all of your insight today was wonderful. I know that the audience will find value in this and I hope they will definitely connect with you because if you want to know about LinkedIn, your content is people people will learn if they if they read your stuff. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Krista. So thank you so much and I uh, thank you ready for watching and I hope that you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Simplified Marketing for Small Business Owners today. I hope that you found this episode valuable and that you will subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and review for me. And if you would like to connect further, you can find me at Krista Fabric on all the social media platforms or kristafabric.com. Make it a great day.